The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered twelve. I covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Well, hi, everybody. What's up? Welcome into another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Different time than normal. Some of you guys like the new time because you can make the show. Some of you are working. Dave Sherapin, Matt Peralt, we're late, but we're live, and we are, well, same show. How are you on this Tuesday? Usually do it in the a.m. We're doing it in the p.m. Same show, different time. Brigade members here all filing in. Yeah. Um, just got a one. Someone just came in and said, wow, sweet timing. Just got out of work. Welcome, <laughs> Shade724. You guys back east. Right. We're, well, we're drive time. Work home show today. Yeah. I mean, for a lot of guys in the brigade in the Discord, I saw a bunch of tweets like, oh man, this is wild. I can watch the show live for the first time. So there are some new newbies who are going to be watching the show for the first time live. Now they know how the show goes, but they haven't watched the show live. So if you're in the chat, tell us if this is your first time watching the show live. I'd love to hear and see how many of you guys are coming in for the first time to be a part of the brigade in the live chat, not just watching yeah. the show on replay on sports grid or listening to it after the fact on an audio podcast. So all the different ways you guys can get us, but if you're new, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button and hit the bell. So you guys are notified on YouTube when we go live which at some point, like there could be, we've toyed around with the idea of what time to do the show for a while. So this is our first experiment as yeah. to whether or not, if you guys like it at this time, my class at UNLV is ending. So it, it doesn't really, I can figure out we could do the show at this time. It doesn't right. really make it all that difficult. So how was speaking, by the way, how was, that's why we're on late today. How, yeah, how are the kids? So, um, kids were good. Um, one class had like, 15 the other class had maybe 13 um the principles of hospitality and tourism wow. is the name of the class and uh, my friend keith frederick has um morphed into a different career tennis pro and a teacher how about that tennis pro teacher um he's got the mountain west conference tournament at the uh, Darlington Tennis Center. That's where he teaches and does all the work. So we did the class this morning. He was out the door, off to the tennis place to, hmm. um, you know, we talked about, it was funny how this life, like in this business, and this business is exactly like the hospitality and tourism business. You don't know what you're going to do maybe day to day. Hmm. He was going to the store to buy a microphone for the public address announcer because their microphone was broken. And he goes, I got to go get a microphone because the tournament starts tomorrow or the next day or whatever. And they got to make sure they can announce, of course, you know, what courts and what teams are here and all this other stuff. And I just started laughing. I'm like, that's a perfect synopsis of it. But it was fun. Um, high school kids have um, they're tired. 
Yes. They, 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 <laughs> there's, there's a lot of kids in there that thought, who is this guy? And why did he show up in pirate stuff? It was yeah. hilarious. It's it's so true because this semester teaching at UNLV for me was the first semester I actually got that high school, college crossover, I don't want to be here type yep. of crowd. Mm-hmm. And that was, that's been probably, I was actually talking to the Dean of journalism yesterday about it because every other class I had taught up to this semester, I had had kids who were bright eyed and bushy tailed who were ready to go. They wanted, they, they knew what they wanted to do. They knew they wanted to go into the media. They knew that they were going to get a guy in the media to talk to could help. I hired a bunch of them, Eric, we hired, you know, I had three different students at one point in time. I've worked with students. There's probably one kid of the 17 that I would even entertain the idea of hiring right. my, my current class. Yeah. They just, they're there not to get fined. Like, like their whole mentality is yeah. like, let me get through this class without falling asleep. Because yes. I had a kid fall asleep in my class for the first time this semester and I didn't know what to do. Like I, I wanted to rip his throat out, like legitimately. Like you I got mad? To, uh-uh, I, didn't, I ignored it. I didn't even acknowledge it. But That's internally, funny. oh, hey, Inside, I yeah. was fuming yeah. mad. And I, it was funny because like that idea of being a high school kid and having your, like, like that jerk teacher would come over and drop a book on your desk and would wake up that kid who fell asleep in homeroom or whatever. And like that memory of that, like, all right, don't be that teacher. But I get, I, all of a sudden I, I understood the anger of that teacher of like, this is my job. I'm here getting paid and you're asleep. Do you like, remember the yardsticks the teachers had in their classroom? Like a yardstick, it was like three. Feet we didn't. Long, not, no, room. in New England, you weren't allowed to have corporal punishment at any point in time. We had teachers that I, I'll never forget. I had Mr. Lutz in eighth grade algebra, and the kid next to me fell asleep while he was talking, and I couldn't save him. And Mr. Lutz smacked that yardstick on his desk. <sighs> so hard that he almost fell out of his chair as he woke up startled. And that reminded me never to fall asleep in a class. Never. And I want, I, and I would have, or I wanted to do the exact thing, but I didn't, I wanted to, I wanted to walk over and legitimately like scream in the kid's face and be like, you're that tired. Don't be here. But you know, I let it go. We had a strict no sleeping in the sports book rule. That still applies to sports books, at least here in Vegas. I don't think you can sleep in any sports book anywhere. But I've seen guys get woken up by security friendly, oh, and I've okay. seen guys get woken up by security not, not so friendly. So friendly. <laughs> um, Palms guys weren't so friendly. Palms yeah. guys weren't always so friendly in the morning. I would come in no. and be like, oh. Still the worst thing ever. It was the guy who took the shower in the, that little tiny bathroom next to the Palm sports book. The guys yep. would take baths in there and you'd walk in to go to the bathroom. And the guy would be f- all flayed out, like full of blown. <laughs> like, Whoa, I was not expecting to see that first thing in the morning. <laughs> like, Okay. And security would come in and it wouldn't be fun, but yeah. Can't say that I am. Uh, I'm not privileged enough to have seen that. I, I, yeah. I have seen that exact thing. In was, multiple <laughs> bathrooms in different not, sports not, books throughout not Las fun. Vegas. Not, not, fun. Fun. not fun. All right, let's get to some basketball. Jimmy Butler with a performance for the ages last night with a 56 spot. He scored half the points for the Miami Heat against the Milwaukee Bucks, who were one of the best defensive teams this year. And they could not figure out how to stop Jimmy Buckets, in particular in the fourth quarter. 
what do you make of what's going on here with Miami? Because they go, we talked about this when the play in tournament started, like what happens if somebody does an NCAA tournament run where UCLA went from the play in tournament, the play in game to the final four, we got the Miami heat one win yep. away from the second round and they were one loss away from being bounced because they lost their first game to the Atlanta Hawks in the play-in tournaments. This is something else to watch. I felt really smart yesterday when I had Bucks minus four and a half uh, pregame. <laughs> Early in the morning, got up. I said, that's the number if he ain't playing. Right. They're down 2-1. He's playing. That number's going to go. I better get the good number. I got the good number. Minus four and a half. Closed eight. Mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. Eight and a half some places. Yeah. I got all that CLV and I'm <laughs> winning a game the whole time. I'm on the air with Gabe and Cam and we're like, you know, I wore the Bucks stuff like the Bucks money line's got to be good. Blah, 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 blah. And he won't go away. His prop before the game was 24 and a half. Doubled it. He had 24 in the first quarter. <laughs> It was like, okay, it went up to 41 and a half. And I thought, is that the peak or is he putting up a 50 spot today? Started really watching a game. You're right. The Bucs had no answer. But then he went, they went on a 15-0 run in the fourth quarter and took a lead. The Bucs couldn't get a basket. They're down 3-1. Uh, nothing is a wrap until they get the fourth game. But that series looks over. I would agree until you look at the number. This is stunning. The Milwaukee Bucks have to win three games in a row yep. against a Miami Heat team that's got Jimmy Butler running around saying, this is my bleep to the entire yep. crowd, pointing yep. down, going, this is what I do. This yep. is my time. And they're plus 110 to win the series. 11-point dogs in game five, by the way, just so you know. Miami is? Yeah. Unbelievable. 11. Yeah. I mean, the I book get it. doesn't care. The I mean, Bucks the can win game five. I Go ahead. But game six back in, in Miami is going to be a really hard game to win. Bucks will be favored if they play that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they will. They're not How going from minus 11 at home to a dog. I can tell you that right now. They closed yesterday. You opened four and a half. With the thought that he might not play, he announced that he's playing, Giannis, that is, mm. and it got bet all the way up, blah, 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 and they lost. Um, is there any chance in your mind that the Heat win either a game five on Wednesday or a game seven, which would likely be on Sunday? I haven't looked at the schedule, but can they win on the road? Yes. Is it an automatic that they win a game six? No. I don't think so either. No, but the number but, is still light. Even even with that said, I mean, it's nearly even money. I mean, it's plus 110 for a team down 3-1. I think it's happened 17 times in the history of the NBA where a team down 3-1 has come back. It's not like it happens regularly. Minus 600 is the money line for Wednesday. Yesterday it closed uh, minus three twenty or three forty. Say that's the number, and then minus six hundred. So you put that in a parlay calculator and figure it out. That's probably close to even money. 
minus 600, minus 600, minus 340. Do that on a parlay calculator right now while we're talking. It's possible. Would you bet it? The Bucks to come back? Yes. Oh. It's a decent bet. Okay. I wouldn't oh. bet a lot on it, but it's a decent bet. It's I mean, you, you have to think. If they win game five, they're going uh-huh. back to Miami. If Miami wins, it's over, obviously. But if the if the Bucks lose, if the Bucks win game six, I mean game seven is a toss-up and it's in Milwaukee. So right. I mean, what's Milwaukee's gonna be what in a game seven, minus four hundred? Money line? I mean, it it's minus six hundred, minus I used minus six hundred, minus six hundred, minus three forty. Okay. So ten dollars pay seven dollars and sixty-one cents. So the price for that is on a rollover. Now, if you put those three teams together in a parlay, okay. So you put those three prices together. So that price comes to minus one thirty. So it's plus one ten's better value. To bet it now. Scary to bet it though, because what if Giannis does get hurt? I mean, look. They beat him with the honest on the court. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't think it really matters. Now, is Jimmy Butler going to go for 56? I don't think so. But Jimmy Butler's going into a different mode. This is Mamba mode. This is Kobe Bryant. Give me the ball. Get out of my way. You can't stop me mode. He was I mean, magic he, last night. He's got something rolling and they cannot put, it doesn't matter who they put on him. They cannot stop him. Yeah. And he said after the game, he goes, look, I, I'm, I, I know the shots I can make. I'm going to the I'm going to the place on the floor where I think I can I know I can make shots. And if they don't stop me from going there, I'm gonna have a pretty good I mean, he was laughing. He's like, they tried this guy on me, please. They try that guy on me, please. Like he was just funny in the postgame. Like he had four different defenders on him during the game, and not one guy could stop him. Tyler makes a good point in a chat. I'm glad Tyler could get here for the uh for the afternoon show. Anybody betting the heat, even needs to have their head examined when you can bet them three times catching points. Right. A lot of points. Yeah. So you either bet Milwaukee or you take the heat game by game plus the points. Just take money line. I mean, as we know, the the points don't matter. (laughs) Points don't matter. Either the dog wins outright or the favorite wins and covers. That is number. I mean, every single game it, Last night, same situation. Even Lakers going to overtime, they still covered four and a half. Don't remind me. I had plus <laughs> five with that game. <laughs> I just decided to take a couple, you know, pregame bets just for fun. Right. Nothing was fun. Nothing that I did yesterday was fun because you can't I had, take points. Taking points is not worth it. Taking money line in hockey wasn't good either. I thought Colorado was going to win well, against the crack, and they didn't. Um, I really thought Tampa was going to win against Toronto. <laughs> Killed my whole night. Minus Should've. 120 I had on that. It was a ridiculous number, but it went down. I had plus I had plus money. I had plus 102. You had plus money. <laughs> plus 102 on it. Nothing and still lost. Right yesterday. Nothing. So is it over for Memphis after we saw it last night? Man, they had that game yesterday. They had to have that game. They and they that. had that game, and then they didn't have that game. As soon as it went to overtime, I was like, bah, this is done. They're not winning now. Uh, is it done? Yeah. If it ain't done in five, it's done in six. Bye-bye. Gone. Lakers are moving yeah. on. 
It's yeah. done. And that really you think seems, they have a chance. I mean, they, no. they didn't even know who to give the ball to at the end. And it really felt like, and I love jaw as far as a player and watching him play dynamic, this and that there was no plan. And it was just everybody run to the sideline, let him go and drive out of control. I felt like multiple times forced up bad shots. And every time Bain got open, he felt like he had to shoot because he wasn't going to get the ball back. It was bizarre when he did the behind the back pass. I allowed myself for one second to think, wow, Memphis is going to pull this off. They just, I I would have fouled LeBron. I I would have said, you know what? I'm not going to allow LeBron to get to the rim. Like he was just, he was putting him, he's putting his head. On the last possession? Yeah. Like just uh, in regulation. I just wouldn't have, I just would not have allowed LeBron to get to the rim. Like you knew what he was, he didn't, nobody wanted to shoot a three. Both teams were struggling from the outside. And he was going to go to the down by two. He was going to the rim. And I just, I would have tackled him. I said, you know what? Earn it at the line. We're tied. We're going to go to overtime. Earn it at the line. Because LeBron has had struggles in his history in the playoffs with big free throws. And he's just too big, too strong. Once he gets on your hip, it's over. Like He just gets to the rim and lays it in. And in overtime, it was all LA. Like Memphis just had nothing left. It was kind of a, it was, it was a bummer because they had it right then and there. And I thought after that turnover and that behind the back pass from jaw, I thought, wow, they're going to win the game. They're going to win the game. Thought the same thing. I really did. I was like, wow, he just made the play. Like he made the play they needed to make, get a stop, get a steal, get a bucket, anything. Nope. Right. Nothing. Stinks for them for sure on that. All right, tonight we got the Boston Celtics against the Atlanta Hawks going for a closeout at home. The number is 13. Every number tonight is double digits. This one's the biggest one on the board. 13 and a half now at certain books. Yeah. If Boston covers this, like I know Murray's not playing, okay? But like, can you actually justify betting 13 right now on anyone in the NBA playoffs? This is a playoff game. It's a 13 point spread. This is not a Tuesday in January. This is the NBA playoffs. I mean, do you want the Hawks? I don't, but if you bet this game pregame, like Tyler said before, I think you need to have your head examined. Do not bet this game pregame. Just wait for this thing to come down. Hawks are going to make a run at some point. Boston's not going to come out and go on like, like a, a Lakers 29 to five start. It's not going to be that bad. Right. Just wait for it to be at six or seven at some point during the game and then bet Boston. When you They'll look, win the game by 10 points. When you look at the game, so minus a thousand, minus 500, minus 850. My goodness. This is the chalkiest insane parlay. It's a thousand. Closeout night tonight. That's what I saw when I looked at the board. I went, this yes. is this is closeout night. Tonight. Do you know if you bet a three-leg money line parlay, you're laying two dollars? I'm figuring <laughs> that out right now. You're laying two dollars. And it's eight fifty. And you have wow. You're laying a little over two dollars. <laughs> minus a thousand, minus five hundred, minus eight fifty. That's the three money lines and the three favorites tonight. And a ten dollar bet will win you four dollars and seventy-five cents <laughs> on top it's of that. Ridiculous. That's a rough that's a rough life right there. That's that's hard work. But 
They're all going to win. There's, I mean, there's I, not a. I was going to say there's not a dog on the board of the three NBA games that you think was going to win a game outright, do you? I do not. But that's the only bet you could make, though. I mean, I, I was like, okay, all three teams are going to win tonight: Suns, Nuggets, Celtics. I'm not laying double digits, so let's parlay them all together and see what I'm going to pay. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me! It's two dollars. This is ridiculous. Like, what am I? I'm not laying two dollars on a three leg money line parlay when it's the playoffs. We've seen right. it. Dog wins outright or favorite covers. The books are just fed up with this. And they're just saying, all right, we're going to put numbers up so high that the pros are going to have to take the dog just because it's too darn enticing. Or take the night off. All right. Or take the night off. That keeps keeps people off. Like that's sometimes, I mean, as the book, you got to find the number that someone might actually bet the other side. But at the same time, if we just stop the favorite betting. Yeah. That's fine too. Like this is, this, this like is to make somebody say, no, I'm not, I'm not betting that. I'm not taking that right now. That's ridiculous yeah. because you're, you're asking for a layup at the end, a foul shot at the end. You're asking to get beat in horrific fashion to cover 13. Because Boston, like but aggravation. and I tell you right now, Boston in the fourth quarter, they are notorious for blowing 20 point leads. Notorious. Right. So like, I would not feel comfortable betting this. Boston's winning this game. It's just a matter of all they care about is winning it. They don't care about how many points they'll pull up. I I guarantee you if they're leading big going into the fourth quarter, you're going to see them throw the white flag up and just kind of coast and not play hard. And I can see them winning by eight, nine points and not covering this number. This number's way too high. (laughs) It's way, way too high, in my opinion, for a playoff game. With Trey Young, if if they're all guaranteed, why don't we just bet 100K and pick up a quick 40? That's fine. People you can do that. Doing that. There's probably yeah. people doing that. I guarantee it. Denver was 27, 15 and one ATS at home this year. They're laying 10 to Minnesota of the three games where I could justify laying double digits. This is the game. I could justify it. Oh, you think so? Yeah, this is the game. I could, this is the game that, that I think might get away from the T wolves fast. Denver at home at altitude closeout night. That fan base is so jonesing for any type of advancement and success. They're so tired of everyone talking down to them. Like this is a this is the first notch in the belt for them in the postseason. They want this tonight. See, and I I think this is the dog that could cover. Oh, I do. I I don't think the Hawks have a prayer in hell. Okay, I think they. Uh, somebody said it in the chat. I don't know who it was because it flew by already, but somebody said they emptied the tank at home. The guy pushed the ref. I don't know what he was doing. No, Murray was just... Yeah, like that was bad, bad. I think that's that's one of those like season's over type. We got to go finish it out, but I think that's a blowout. And the Clippers have pretty much made it known they don't want to win. Right. Guys aren't playing. So that right. one's done. I, I just think that the T Wolves got life coming off the win. They're the only team coming off the win. True. So I, I think that one has a shot of cover. Jokic's triple double. Well, I think it's I think it's a blowout. Sandra Lane, 12 and a half. No Kawhi, no Pete, no Paul George. I, I mean, the, 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 this is just Clippers are done, right? Like they they, they have no desire to do this. This is a formality, right? This is that they got to yeah, just finish out the series. They have this to, is a coronation. This is just this is just a go throw the ball up and we'll see you in, sec- in the second round. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it certainly feels that way. This is the game where, um, 
this will be the feel good. Like everybody will feel good about Phoenix after tonight. This will be that, you know, look, those guys are playing together. They're playing good. Everybody's healthy. Like this is like, this is why they're the favorite to win the West, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then we move on. Any shot for the Clippers. Somebody, somebody goes nuclear. I don't think so. Russ goes crazy. <laughs> Just puts up a Jimmy Butler type night. 40. Wouldn't that be something? Goes for like 40 and 20. I can't see it, man. Nor can I. I can't either. I, I mean, it's <laughs> I a, want, I, I, you like painted it. a great picture. I'd like I to see it. See it. I can't see it either. Yeah, yeah. I just, I can't too deep because I think Kevin Durant might, this is the night where KD might go crazy. Right. Because there's no pressure. Right. Just go and ball. Just go play. Like, don't even worry. He Wait, just no pressure. Not, 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 not tonight. Not like if it was an elimination game or it was. I mean, they have firm control of this of this season of the series. He tweeted that he he watching Jimmy Butler last night was a was a religious experience or a spiritual experience. He said watching Jimmy Butler. So I wonder if he wants to go match it tonight. Katie wants spiritual. He said he called it a spiritual experience watching Jimmy Butler. Do what he did. So I'm wondering, could KD maybe want to add to that conversation and put his own hat in the ring and go, all right, so you went for 56. Give me the ball. Let's see what I can do. Do we not, as basketball fans or people that bet, like, do we not give Jimmy Butler enough credit for what he's done and where he's been? And like, he's still capable of doing that on a night like that. I legitimately had this conversation with myself during the game. I said, is Jimmy Butler a Hall of Famer? I was like, would I would I put Jimmy Butler in the Hall of Fame? I think I would. I would have to have the case. He would have to have the case. Why not? Not why, in my opinion. But I always say, if I have to think long and hard about you being a Hall of Famer, you're not a Hall of Famer. I don't really have to think very hard with Jimmy Butler. Like playoff Jimmy's a real thing. Playoff Jimmy is a real thing. Like he is unreal when the chips are down. You want that guy on your side. You do not want to be facing Jimmy Butler. The Bucks learned that last night. <laughs> we call him a walking bucket. What more do you want? Seabass. That's a good call. So we'll ask the chat. You guys are here in the afternoon. Again, we got a full crowd. Thank you for being here. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button if you have not already. Tell one other person about it. We appreciate mm. it. Is Jimmy Butler a Hall of Famer? Yes or no? Chef Benny says, underrated, not a Hall of Famer. Ooh. Does he need the ring to make him a Hall of Famer? Man, that's crap. You can't control that all the time. I would time. agree. I agree. You, you don't have to have it. Yeah. Just sometimes it helps the resume, you have to. It, I mean, obviously, it's a ticket puncher. Right. Like, if you get it and you're on the fence, that pushes you over. But, I mean, there's guys that didn't win and still can make the Hall of Fame. I, I don't know. Wow. He no, scored. Nope. Yes. He scored, Love him, near, but no. It's yes, interesting. It's crazy. It's good. Active good players. Stuff. Jimmy Butler is tenth in scoring in NBA in in active players. Tenth in number of points. Yep. I mean, tenth all time. And he's, and he's played far fewer games than the guys he's up against. I mean, Giannis is eleven at seventy-eight, but one hundred and one games played by Jimmy Butler. Paul George one hundred and eight. Wait, what are you talking playoffs? No, I'm talking about games overall, games played. Active all-time leading scorers who are active in the NBA right now. 
the active list of scoring. 78 games played. What does that even mean? Oh, sorry. Is it, is playoff it, games. Is that playoff? Hold on. You play 82 games in a season. Right, 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 right. That, that, that can't be right. Hold on. It doesn't say playoff. Oh, it is playoffs. Sorry. There we go. Yes, it is playoffs. Okay. So in playoffs, he's 10th. How about, hold on. How about regular, regular season? Uh, Jimmy Butler, regular season scoring. Mm, tougher. 27th. But again, games played 754 compared to like, you know, a Kyle Lowry, who was at 1100. Uh, a Damian Lillard, who's 679. DeMar DeRozan's 1100. Chris Paul, 1200. James Harden, 1000. LeBron James, 1400. He's obviously number one. Pretty impressive, though. Kevin Durant's number two in active players in, in scoring. LeBron's played four, uh, 1421 games. Durant's played 986. Wow. It's a monster difference in the, from one to two. Shows where Durant could be when Durant's done. Oh, that's a lot. Durant keeps on going. I don't know if he wants to play 20 seasons like LeBron, but he's got, I mean, LeBron has played nearly 20,000 more minutes in the NBA than Kevin Durant has. When you start to put those numbers up there, start talking about that, LeBron being 38, still Mm -hmm. doing Doing what he's doing. Yeah. Whether you like him or hate him, that's impressive. Oh, he's number two all time. He's, he's not um, Michael, but he's he's number two to me. If I'm right. ranking the best players ever to play in the NBA, LeBron James is number two behind Michael Jordan. I mean, the numbers are ridiculous. If you look at like even Kevin Durant rebounding wise, LeBron's got 10,667 rebounds in the regular season. Durant's got 6,959. <laughs> There's 4,000 more for LeBron. Wow. Assists, 10,420 for LeBron. Kevin Durant, 4,267. It's crazy. Wow. I mean, point in the, in the, in the point differential, LeBron's got 38,652 points in the regular season. Kevin Durant, number two has 26,892. It's just a ridiculous drop from one to two. It's interesting. I mean, there's, the, there's people that are, you know, no's there's people that are yeses and there's people in the middle. I mean, these, these are, it's an, I think Butler's all of famer. I, I, I watched it last discussion. night and I was like, I was like, yep. I, if you if you gave me a vote, Jimmy Butler's a Hall of Famer. Could He's they unbelievable. get to the Eastern Conference Finals if yes. they beat the Bucks? They could beat the Knicks too. It'd so, be in the Eastern okay. Conference Finals. Circa t- Circa took this down last night, and I want to put it back. I want, I want to see if it's back up again because I went to bet it last night. What? Boston to win the East. Let's see if they put it back up, and they have. Okay, good. So Boston's minus 138 to win the Eastern Conference. They weren't the only ones that thought that last night. Uh, Circa was just like, yeah, screw you. We're not putting this up at plus money because it was plus 200. Before the and game. Now, before the game. And now Circa's like, oh, wait, the Bucs are going to be out? Um who are they playing in the second round? Oh, Philly. Wait, Joel Embiid's knee's done. Yep. Oh, shoot. Boston's playing who in the Eastern Conference Finals? Uh, the Heat. Oh, no. This is not good. Yeah, they're the favorite. <laughs> We're not giving you any plus money on this. Minus 140, basically, on Boston to win the East. If you if you Real. bet this if you bet it before, you've got insane closing line value because this thing was as high as plus 300 at one point. If Embiid ain't 100%. It's not going to be. No shot. He's not going to be 100%. Question is how effective can he be? It's, it doesn't matter. That's, he has a sprained he has a sprained MCL like it's legitimately a problem. 
Okay. And then the winner of the Heat and the Knicks are going to yep. play the Celtics without yep. home court. The Celtics have home court. Oh, give me yeah. the Knicks. I want the Knicks. I want the Knicks. I want the Knicks. Give me the Knicks. Oh, please. I don't want Jimmy Butler. Give me the Knicks. I would love nothing more than why have Boston go into MSG and shut up Bing Bong for good. What is the deal with the Bing Bong? I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it this. All I these hate, people and do sports grid and stuff with like everybody's Bing Bong. Bang. I hate New York, okay? Oh, but their fans oh. after they win are eat. You can't, you really can't even club close to talking about their celebration. It's unbelievable. It's super fun. The rapping that goes on outside, just oh. the overall jumping up and down. I want to be a part of it. And I hate the Knicks. <laughs> it makes me want to be a part of it. Really? Yeah, it's fun. I like it a lot. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I think it's super fun. It's better when New York is good in anything because it's so darn good to fucking beat them when they're good. It's so good. Give it to fact. me. I love it when they're good because it's so it's so much sweeter. Boston to shut them all up and have them all go home crying. Oh my God. He said it. Kurt Schilling said it. There's nothing better than making 50,000 New Yorkers shut up. Fact. <laughs> fact. <laughs> nothing, nothing. Better. I was at the Diamondbacks game seven when they beat the Yankees in 2001. It was one of the best ultimate experiences I've ever had in my life at a sporting event. And it was in Arizona when the penguins finally found their way out of the Patrick division and into the Eastern conference finals, they beat the New York Rangers and we chanted 1940 for an hour. <laughs> 1940. It was glorious. My brothers and I still talk about it. It was so loud. The goalie, I believe it was Mike Richter, let in a shot yeah. from the center ice. Ron Francis was dumping the puck in, and it skipped because the puck, that it was so hot in the building. There were right. those dry oh. spots. Yeah. And the puck skipped, and it went in, and it changed the whole momentum of the game in the series. And uh, the Penguins clinched, and it was beat New York. In the early 90s, when the Pirates were good, they had to beat the Mets. Everything is better. You're actually right about this. And not that you're wrong a lot, but when you're right, I love to give you credit. Beating New York just tastes better. 100%. It's just it does. better. It just it's, does. I mean, I, I like, like to, them to be good. You're but right. I love to beat them. 100%. It's yeah. look, the NBA is better when the Knicks are better. Baseball is better when the Yankees are good. Hockey is better when the Rangers and or Islanders and or Devils are really good. It's the number one media market in the country. It's where all the media companies are based. So it's awesome to have all that chit chat and chatter and then watch them all cry. How come you didn't it's mention the Jets in that comment? You didn't mention we'll get, we'll get to we'll, we'll, we'll get to the clown show in a little bit. So <laughs> like we'll get to we'll, we'll get to gang. You, you, you know what you do with gang green? You cut your fucking leg off. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to the, we'll get to that later in the show. We'll oh, stay, stay 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 tuned for this. This this, is, this debacle is going to be even better than when Brett Favre went there. So this is going to be great. Oh. I, can't, I can't wait. I'm oh. so excited. I'm so excited to watch Mike Greenberg cry on 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 Get Up when the Jets Actually. don't do anything. <laughs> It'll be phenomenal. He was getting carried around the set today like it was Cleopatra. It's ridiculous. So let's talk hockey. Uh, ruined my night last night. Thanks, Tampa. Appreciate that, guys. Tip of the cap for you. Up 4-1. That game should have been in the books. Four straight goals. 
down 3-1. How do they blow that? And is that the end of the era for the Lightning? Is that it? <sighs> Dynasties die in, you know, thumping fashion. I don't know how you lose that game. I was watching it. And I was like, oh, 4-2. Just get another goal here. Like, hold them off. Oh, no. 4-3. This is real. You could feel it through the TV. Like, I don't know what they felt in the building, but it was watching it without sound. I could feel it. I'm like, don't let them score. They scored. It's done. It's overtime. They're done. They're Vasilevsky is not. I mean, it's two it's, long shots from over. the points. Yeah, it's like, over. It's just, it's just done. I mean, it but, it happens in goalie with goalies, right? Elite goalies can. That's what happened in Pittsburgh to Mark Andre Fleury. Things just went down. He went to Vegas and found his stride again. But in Pittsburgh, it's the same thing. You know, Penguins fans are like, okay, you know, Flowers done. Got to go move off of him. And and Tampa fans are going to say the same thing. But he's young. He's like twenty nine years old, right? Yeah, he's not. It's. I don't think it's all him. I mean. All those goals you know, were bad. Oh, oh man. But you know what they weren't? They, I mean, they weren't bad goals. They were just not Vasilevsky goals that he gives right. up. In that moment. But Toronto has a couple guys that are taking it to the defenseman in front mm -hmm. of him. Mm -hmm. He's not used to this. There was a lot of traffic in front of him. And deflections, you know, Austin Matthews' goal was a deflection. Skating freely through the slot never used to happen. I'm so impressed with what the Maple Leafs did. So mm. impressed. Mm. All of that being said, they better win game five. Okay. So let's talk about that. Better bet. Would you bet the Bucks at plus 110 or the Lightning at plus 920? Because the last time the Toronto Maple Leafs were up three games to one, it was against oh. the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, and they threw up all over themselves for multiple games and <laughs> lost the series four to three. Why? You got to let these people. I mean, like the Toronto Maple Leafs are at this close to actually getting out of the first round. And you're going to bring up a really bad loss. But it's typical. The, I mean, I think the better bet is the Lightning. I, I look at the odds. It's nine to one return. You're gonna you want to fade Jimmy Butler or you want to bet on history? Which which do you want to do? You seriously saying the Lightning is a better bet in this situation? <laughs> from a value perspective, it is. <laughs> well, of course, from a value <laughs> perspective, because the price. But who is more live to choke the Heat or the Maple Leafs? Oh man, <laughs> it's Toronto. You know it's I can't Toronto. Bring myself to say to Maple you Leafs. know it's Toronto. You know it's Toronto. Like you know they're losing Game Five. Tampa's winning Game Five. This is how this whole narrative changes, though. They win Game Five convincingly. They okay. have the celebration. They chant, "We want Boston. We Good. want the Bruins. Let's Whatever do it. they do, like they will be in." Sufferable against the Bruins, the fans will like. Listen, of course, and then these and, fans and, act and, like they've won championships. Correct, nineteen sixty-seven. They have not. They act uh, like they've won first-round series since two thousand three. They have not. <laughs> uh huh. The Bucks. Oh, it'll be awesome. I mean, it'll be. It's exactly the opponent I want. I'm. I'm. I just said I was way. I'm way more concerned with Tampa than I am Toronto for the Bruins. Oh. 
uh, our dear friend, our 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 valet guy mm. out at the uh, the Golden Gate, JJ, right? James yep. Jernigan. He had the lightning yesterday. So did I. Four one. He was already planning on what he was going to bet in the night game. Ah, uh, yeah. He sent me a text. He said I had the lightning. They were up four one. He said just now in the chat. He'll take care of it. He'll bet the lightning. He'll make sure Toronto wins. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I want to see the. I want to see the car crash. I want to see it. Like let's. Oh, see it. come on! I want the drama. I want a game seven in Toronto. I want the gripping buttholes in you Toronto. Get a game six in Tampa first. I mean, what's that number? Like I, I haven't looked. I'm going to say for, Toronto for game five is one eighty. Without yeah, sounds right. Hold on. Let's look. 160. Toronto. Wait a second. They don't play until when? Thursday? Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Uh, 155, 150, 160. Yeah, 160. yeah all right. Oh, my. The odds makers are on your side. <laughs> <laughs> they know the history. Well, they also know that after you blow a 4-1 lead, likely you're going to sit on that and stew on that, and that's a pretty proud bunch. They're going to be pretty ordinary, pretty pretty mad coming out. Coming out. I mean, that first period is going to be violent. Tampa's going to come out throwing their weight around. But you can't take penalties because Toronto has a really good power play too. It makes you yeah. – they, they, that's how you combat that, right? You have to be a threat every time you get a power play. You may don't have to score, but you got to be a threat. you got to take right. the momentum of the game over, get multiple opportunities, make the goalie, make some saves, you know, hit somebody in a shin guard or two with a shot and say like, look, we're how is, but see, like, if you look ahead though, how is Toronto going to beat Boston playing five, four hockey? You can't beat Boston that way. I mean, Boston's not going to let you play like that. You're not going to score four goals consistently against the Bruins. Neither one is set yet. We can't discuss that series before we actually have that series. Well, yes, we can because we. I mean, you're telling me Toronto's going to win, so and I'm telling you the Bruins are going to win, so I can. T- I can't talk. The Bruins about are going to win, so I, I can't I, talk I, about the that Bruins. A hundred percent are winning. I think so, they win Wednesday, and that's a closeout. Yeah, so we're done, and then we're going on, and then we're, now we're talking about an opportunity to play Toronto with short travel, which is awesome for Boston, <laughs> and the Bruins own Toronto. They have supreme confidence going into that series. You know, if the Bruins win tomorrow mm-hmm. and that series goes seven, they'll have another, they'll have a week off. Which is huge, which is why they'll win game five, because they know that. They have a chance to get Bergeron. Krejci was skating yesterday, so that's beautiful. He's on the ice, getting ready to come back. So you'll have Bergeron and Krejci coming back. Boston's going to beat the Florida Panthers in five without arguably their two best players. Pasta's in the conversation. <laughs> so you have three talented Bruins. Marshan's in there as well. But, I mean, <laughs> you're adding Krejci and you're adding Bergeron. The one place that Boston has lost consistently in the series is, is in the dot. They get their best face-off guy back in Bergeron. Yeah. Which is monster. So, big opportunity. Should be a lot of fun. So, the Kraken win... Oh. In over in overtime last night. Wow. Are the abs in trouble? I mean, the seed of doubt is planted. Right? right? It's there. The seed of I mean, doubt I, I have it. 
they're not. I'm concerned, trouble, but they should be concerned. Um, yeah, I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm legitimately concerned. Like I'm like, huh, with that. I don't know if they're going to win a game six in Seattle, up or down. Colorado got to have game five. Yeah, Colorado. I yeah, I don't know yeah. if Colorado is going to win that road game. That place was crazy yesterday. It it and reminds I bet me Colorado of, uh, when they were down. You want to talk about? It. I think I lost every single bet except one <laughs> yesterday. I see Colorado's down two nothing. I right. watched a little of the game. I'm like, well, they came oh, back two two. They tied it up. Yeah, I had the, I like, I had the over. I thought the over was going to come in. I was like, all right. So they scored you now one good. I thought we we're going to get a four, two final like we had with the Knights and that didn't happen. I'm stunned at the way that the Kraken have been able to shut down McKinnon. Like their top players are not having the series that I thought they were going to have. Seattle's playing great. I mean, Grubauer's playing great, which makes no sense. <laughs> like Grubauer during oh, the regular he's season. Great, but like they are um they're staying disciplined, right? Yeah. They're not they're not taking penalties too much. The penalties they are taking are killing. Um not that the games are boring, but I mean there's low shots on goal. Like from Colorado's perspective. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. they're keeping them not at bay. I don't want to say they're they're but they are. You asked the question, should uh, are the Avs in trouble? I don't think they're in trouble, but they are on high alert because minus 180, minus 175, the total in the game is five and a half over or six under. Yep. This is this is one of those things that, like, yeah, we weren't so we were supposed to be up three one coming to this point. It's two two. Different, um, whole different story. It's a whole yeah. different series. Two, yeah. two to three, one. Yeah. It's a much more difficult mountain to climb. There's belief Kraken. in Seattle. Let's put it that way. The Kraken have belief on the bench, in the city, in the locker room, in the stands, in the front office. They're like, hey, it's two, two. They we were the best road. Series. Remember, they were the best road team in hockey. Yes. They were the best road team in hockey. And now they've got a game five. In Colorado, and they're going and they're going, we can 100% win game five. Oh, Santiago Garza just came in and said, is is McCarr suspended for a game because of that? Yes. Hit? Yes, he should be. McCann's, McCann's out. He's out. for. What was he doing? Oh, no. Boarded him bad. Bad hit. Like Bad, bad hit. You just can't do that, period? Yeah, dangerous. But he waited like. He lined him up. He took a shot, and then he put his hands up, like, "Oh, I didn't mean to do. It. You didn't mean to do that." Yeah, yeah that was, was dirty. Bad. Yep, it was, was dirty. dirty. And, that was, but that's a frustration. It's a frustration was, penalty. You know, no it's just doubt. no uh, doubt. Things aren't going the way they're supposed to. The, the the these guys won't go away. The defending champs were supposed to get through easily. An expansion team in their second year ever, first ever playoff run. They remind me of the Knights. This is this is reminiscent of what the Golden Knights did. No one's talking about it. No one is giving the Kraken any respect because they think, oh, come on. They're a second-year team. They're not going to be able to compete with the defending champs. I think they're in trouble. I think the Avs are 100% in trouble. Kraken, if they win this series, not gonna, I'm not going to be surprised at all if the Kraken win this series. I think they might win game five. Might be over in six. 
I went and got a couple Kraken to win the Stanley Cup exactness, just in case, like yep. some ridiculous prices. Because if they win this series, and it's still a big if, they could win another series, which would then have them one step away from playing this. Hundred percent. So Vegas is up three one. They win both teams on the road at Winnipeg. Showed showed me something. Okay. Man. I've got I've got a plus 107 ticket on the Bruins to win their series, parlayed with the Golden Knights to win their series, which I still thought that was crazy that they're giving me plus money on that. Yep. Do they close it out here in five or can the Jets take it back to Winnipeg? Another injury last night for the Jets, right? Yep. Um the defenseman was out. Shoffley's, yeah. And Shoffley's out now. Shoffley's out, yeah. I'm not saying the Jets can't win, but I suggested the little Kinsey Kendall that maybe she should get the Knights stuff out <laughs> the next time they have the Knights thing. Because I, yeah. I was impressed with her her fortitude and her right. her admission that she was rooting for the Jets, like to make it a longer series and make it more difficult. And I had a there's another bet. I had the Jets plus one and a half. 16 seconds left, empty netter, the Knights cover. I felt like the Knights were in control of that game, though. Like, it really felt like even when it went from 3-1 to 3-2, I didn't feel like, you know, Kendall got back interested in it. She's like, oh, they could tie it up. I was watching the game going, I don't Mm -hmm. think they're going to tie it up, Kendall. I think it's done. I think we're toast. Series might be done. I think it's done. I think Vegas closes it out here in game five and then gets some rest for some of their guys that that need need rest. But look, I, I think it's impressive that they have stuck with one goaltender that Cassidy has decided that he's not going to play Jonathan Quick unless he has to. And Brossois has been the guy and the team has rallied behind it. And I mean, speaking of the Knights back when they made that run, I mean, William Carlson is playing extremely well. One of the OG Golden Knight guys. He's yep. playing really, really well right now for Vegas. Getting and, a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Making a lot of plays, setting up guys. Um, Jordan One Star Korov just came in to chat and said Shifley's traveling with the team to Vegas. Oh, okay. All right. He's, he's out of the game. He made he probably a game time decision for them. <laughs> He'll probably play. Yeah, I don't know how player. they do it. He's a hockey player. Shoot it up and go play. But Gosh. he won't be he won't be hundred percent. And frankly, it doesn't matter to me whether he plays or not, because I think Vegas wins either way. I think so too. So the series that I was dead wrong on, man, I said the devils were dead. I did you could have I would have bet a lot of money that the Rangers were not going to lose both home games. They lost them both. This is two two. This is a whole new series. Whole new series. Who wins this thing? Because the Devils are playing a brand of hockey that I don't recognize. They're playing defensive-minded, get a lead, and sit on it. <laughs> Which is like, wait, what? How's that possible? Hughes got that goal yesterday, and it's funny because um, Moose was at the game. Mark Malusis, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, great dude. Um, he took him and his wife and his boys to the road game and right. saw the Rangers win. He was there for work last night, I guess, got in the building. And he texted me. He said, something's got to happen. Like, it was – they put the crowd to sleep, p They, They – I dare I say they took control of the series again, but, like, they – Home, home ice, but, I mean, yes. 
I don't understand. Again, I don't recognize these devils, but they're playing a brand of hockey that makes you go, wait, what are you doing? They're playing one, two, two. They're playing old school devils like Marty Brodeur type of stuff. Oh gosh. They're playing the, they're playing the get the lead, sit on the puck on the neutral zone and do not let them dump the puck in and, and do not give up any scoring opportunities. Now you're not, you're not going to score either, but they don't care. They're like, hey, we get a lead. You're not scoring on us. We're going to have like 10 guys on the ice and look, make it look like that for you. Rangers are really, really frustrated because there's no ice to move. Our man Chris Otto's in the chat. Um, he just said Schmidt's playing great. Team seems committed to playing great defense in front of him. Yeah, the kid's playing really well in net. But he, they've changed with the goalie change. They've changed the way they play. Now way they're playing just defensively. Way more conscience. Yeah. Yeah. They're playing like old school Ranger team. Or sorry, old, old school old devil school teams. Devil teams, yeah. They're just trying to win, win a two to one. They're not trying to score. And they're using their speed for defense versus using their speed for offense. And they're, they're taking s- advantage of the few opportunities that they get. Um, you know, Hughes's goal was fantastic. He sprung loose and, and beat Igor. Then they skated into Shesterkin. Right. And almost knocked him out of the game. It looked like, like you have to do those things to make the goalie uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and not that they're blowing them out, but man, that was a really good road win last night for the devils where I went. Hmm. That, uh, that blind spot for me in the East was I got some Carolina and I got some Rangers because I thought those are the two teams that are going to meet in the next round. My plant, my seed is planted that the Devils could definitely win that series. Now, I planned on talking about the games tonight in Better to Book It because I've got uh-huh. bets on two of them. But of the three games tonight, yep. what is the one you're the most interested in watching? Hurricanes, Islanders, Wild Stars, or Kings, Oilers? For the guys on the West Coast, you know. For the guys on the East Coast have been going to sleep, it's Kings. Edmonton series has been absolutely fantastic. Just a three, nothing home game. Kings lead turned into a three, three tied second period game to a Kings going to win the game four three and take control of the series three, one to the Oilers tying it and winning it in an overtime. And now two, two and Connor McDavid, and Leon Dreisaitl and the rest of the Oilers are like, all right, we got our win. We needed. We were texting with with Otto, with each other, trying to find out who the goalie's going to be. Apparently, it's Skinner. Skinner. Did you hear it's Skinner? It is Skinner. Yeah, It is Skinner. Not not Campbell. I'm all right with that. I'm most excited for that game, but I'm not going to lie. The the Minnesota-Dallas game in the middle? That's the game for me. This is a – I mean – That's the game for me. I think that game is going to be – it's a pivotal game. It's a 2-2 series. Monster game five. Huge game. Huge game. Physical. If you like physical, fast, chippy edge, we get it all yeah. in this game five. We get nastiness. And we now, get you get, I think after you get past the first four games of any any best of seven series, the referees take their whistles and put it in their pocket. They just go go play. You don't see power plays. You got to draw blood. You got to be, I mean, they just don't call a lot of power plays. And that is only going to add to the physical nature of what this game is going to look like. Not a lawyer, but I like to always use that expression when I was younger and playing hockey still and like watching hockey. You got to commit a misdemeanor 
to get a yeah. penalty call. In game five, six, and seven, you got to commit a felony. <laughs> it's even a higher degree of right. proof of burden, burden right. of proof, or guys got to not get up and they go, oh, he really jacked him up. We got to give him a two. Right. You know? Um, yeah, this is going to be. So who does that favor? A five on five. Doesn't matter. Both, both teams. I mean, they, after the game, the wild were really angry at the way the referees were calling penalties in game four. They felt like it was ridiculous and very inconsistent. So there's going to be a spotlight on the referees tonight. So I would expect the referees to just stay out of it and just let them decide it and have it just be an absolute war. There'll be stick work tonight. There'll be a lot of checking tonight. It, this is a. Do you have a two, side and better to book it? Uh, first period. Okay. This is this is a two-one hockey game. Chat. Here's your question: While you're here, even if you don't watch hockey, you guys know the number. It's minus one forty Dallas. Who's winning this hockey game tonight? Dallas or Minnesota. I'm interested to see what the people say. Yeah. What the boys and girls say. Winning Las Vegas. Hi. Nice to see I, you. She Islanders likes the new time, by the way. Winning Las oh. Vegas likes the new time. Okay. Islanders Hurricanes is the most boring game of the night, but if you like playoff hockey, that's that's the playoff hockey game of the night. Crazy because it's closeout, right? And it's only yeah. minus one fifty. They should close it out. Like, yeah. It's I you know, if we're sitting in a room, I lean over and go, P-Roll, why this number so light? Like, it's going Three, down, one. minus 150. But, you know, Chrissy at the South Point's got minus 165. Caesar's got minus 165. Mm. Oh, that's because they got <laughs> they got they're opening up the gap a little bit. Ah, 15 cents, as opposed to some other places, which are 12 cents in between. Look at this. Many, many, many uh, Boston. Boston. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks JS. Hash, parentheses, CBW. Dallas, Minnesota, Minnesota, Dallas, Minnesota, Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. Wow. This is hard. I don't know. I, I would know. say I think Dallas wins the game tonight. I think so, too. I know. three two. I think it's a 2-1, 3-2 final. <laughs> Friend of Under. the show, Gumpy. Is uh is all in on the stars. He's Texas Hawks. Texas all Hockey. About it. He needs it. He needs it. His laugh. I, I I want his laugh to be my ringtone on my phone. We can do that. We can make that. He a tweeted ringtone. out a he tweeted out a, a a video of a clip of him on Hammerdown laughing, and it was I just I played it like five times. <laughs> it's so good. So good. So good. Yeah, it's such an infectious laugh. It's really good. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. It's a, it's, yep. it's, it's a big fan. All right. To the football portion of the show. Mm-hmm. She has two stories. Do you care about Aaron Rodgers? I mean, it's anticlimactic. I'm glad it's finally done, but right. You know, you put it in a rundown. Does that affect anything? No, it didn't move the number. It was already baked in. Didn't <laughs> odds didn't move. Happen. Right. Odds didn't so, move. Odds, 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 the odds would have moved if it didn't happen, not if it did. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it's funny because the level of excitement in New York, I get it. I'd be psyched too. You've won nothing. You know, you've been a joke of a franchise for a long time. You've been in the basement of the, a, the AFC East for a long time. Now you feel like you finally got a shot. But you, you, you got a guy on the back nine on the 17th green who's coming in, who should be the best quarterback in the room for sure. But 
in the AFC, where do you put the Jets? This doesn't put them as the number one team. They're not the team to beat in the AFC. I am close. They're not even the team to beat in the division. Who is? Buffalo? The Bills. The Bills are the, are the team to beat in the division until further notice. Who's the second best team now? The Dolphins. Oh, <gasps> number what? two. With Tua, they're number two. Absolutely. It's Jets not are three. The Patriots Jets. are four. The Jets are three. And by the way, the Jets can't beat the Patriots. Just have oh, here he goes. They haven't beaten them. In, and by the way, um, that Patriot game against Green Bay last year. What happened? Okay. Oh, here Belichick. he goes. I would check. There he goes. I would check Belichick's record against Aaron Rodgers. There he goes, people. Just, just FYI, I would oh, check his record against. We're we gonna do this. Aaron, Aaron we're gonna do this, really. Dude, I'm just saying, all, all this victory lap stuff that the Jets are taking, you got to play the games, guys. Got to play the games. Oh, would you make it? Oh, let's see. Now I have to pull up the divisions. Me. I hope Nathan Hackett is horrible. He'll be so good if he sucks again. <laughs> like he sucked in Denver. <laughs> they are now the second choice to win the AFC East, the New York okay. Jets. And that's maybe because two is injury concerns. Plus 250 on them, plus 290 on the Dolphins, plus mm. 750 on the New England Patriots. That's right. Pats aren't winning the division. The Pats be literally the have the worst division odds. No, there's a couple other teams with a few. They have the, the Patriots have a decent shot at a wild card berth, but that's it. That's the ceiling. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's their ceiling. Because if you win 10 games, you're going to be in the conversation. Patriots win total will be eight and a half like it was last year. Maybe seven and a half. Will it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's you, you brought in, you, you have new toys, you have new receivers. Max got a new offense. Offensive coordinator is going to, you know, call the game right. Good offensive line, really good running backs. Defense is the best defense in the division, arguably. Jets and Patriots. Patriots season win total right now seven and a half. Okay, yeah, that's fair. The Jets is nine and a half. Yeah, that's a little low. The okay. Dolphins is nine and a half with juice under. Okay. The Jets is nine and a half with juice over. Yeah. And the, the Buffalo Bills are what eleven and eleven. You see. Okay. Ten and yeah, a right. half with juice over. Wow. That's Numbers a lot for the bills. Yeah. 11 and six is, I, I think the books still haven't adjusted the idea that it's a 17 game schedule. Because so 10 and six is not a great year, but 11 and six, it's yeah. very plausible. Mm. Like 10 and seven is not a great year, but 10, but 11 and six is, you know, that's like average for what the bills should do. I mean, the story gets hurt. And the odds not moving, et cetera, et cetera. What about the Packers? They're like, toast. Yeah, they're they're toast. They're, but they know this. They, you want to talk about a team that might be tanking for Caleb Williams? It might be Green Bay. Seven and a half wins, season win number. Under. Under? Yeah, I bet the under right now. Their division stinks. That's the one thing. But if I would bet the Lions to win the division right now. Detroit Lions to make the playoffs. Yes, minus 158. Wow. How about that? How Green about Bay that Packers price? to make the playoffs. No, minus 200. Right. Good good number. Right number. Chicago Bears. They I stink. Know, I don't have a number for them. Why don't they have a number for them to make the playoffs? Oh, probably because they're not going to. Thank right. you. No. <laughs> no need to make one for a team that's not going to make the playoffs. Um, and the Minnesota Vikings are... Step back. No, minus 152 to make the playoffs. Yeah. 
I agree with that. Yeah. Wow. Right. So they get the one Lions. team now. That's it. Got the Lions. Yeah. That's right. I like that. That, that That's the right number. Lions. I mean, the Packers are going to have a rough year. There's really no debate in my mind. They're going to have a tough season. Unless Jordan Love is the guy. I mean, if I mean, if he, he shows more than what we've seen. But I think the team is, res- is now okay with the fact that we're going to get draft picks. We're going to rebuild like we always have. Do it our way. We're not going to be dictated to. Look, they had an unbelievable run going from Brett Favre into Aaron Rodgers. You just don't have that. Now, they only won two championships during that run, but still pretty impressive. What do you mean? They won one. Brett Favre won one and Rodgers won one. Oh, Rodgers won one. That's I thought you meant Rodgers only. No, okay. both of them. Yeah. They both won one. So they, they won two. So during that like run. They should have won more. 100%. From 1990 to 2023. You have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and arguably you have two top 20 quarterbacks of all time. Steelers won more than that. Patriots won more than that. Patriots won more than that. <laughs> so Cowboys won more than that. I mean, a lot of teams won more than that. It feels like a miss for the Packers to only have won two championships in the last 33 years. So, what's the saying? story? The other one is... I can't get over this story. So somebody asked me in the discord channel the other night, like, why haven't you and Dave talked about the NFL draft props? Like, what are you betting? Like Matt, what are you betting on the NFL draft? And I like, I took a beat and I was like, I don't know. I might not bet anything. And then it confirmed this morning. It confirmed that I won't bet anything on the draft (laughs) because some idiot subscribed to to a Reddit channel, created an account six days ago. Goes ahead and says, Will Levis is going to go number one, and he moves the fucking market. The whole market moves. Will Levis, number two, number two, number two. No, it was one. The Reddit post was him to number one. That moved the number on everything on Will Levis. He said this is one. The, The post on Reddit goes number one, and all of a sudden, all the numbers move the whole market off of an anonymous post on Reddit. Like, this is the dumbest thing ever. It really is stupid. Like, this is, I'm now on your side of the aisle on this in terms of, like, booking this is stupid. Oh, it's so dumb. Like, in the beginning, I was like, this is so fun. I was, I fought you on this when they made it, when when he first started We talked about this. I fought this. I was like, betting on the draft is so fun. This is great. Blah, blah, blah. And I was on the fence. And this pushed me over to your side when I read this story. I was like, wait a minute. This is the dumbest thing ever. Like what what somebody goes on a social media platform with that's anonymous and says, Yeah, my family is tied to Will Levis. Will Levis has been told by Carolina he's going number one, not Bryce Young. No. Uh, d- did you watch the SEC football season at all? Did anyone pay attention to what's going on? You think Will Levis is a better quarterback than Bryce Young? You think I that mean, was his agent or somebody? Like I have no or? idea. I, I I I'll say this. If the Carolina Panthers draft Will Levis over Bryce Young in CJ Stroud. Oh my, like seriously, Frank Reich needs his head examined. Like what, like straight up, like you need to go like, oh my God. Like there's been some bad picks at number one. This might be one of the worst ones ever. If you take it number one. There, there's no chance that that's actually going to happen. Is there? I don't know, but I'm saying bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on it. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not going to say it's going to happen. I just can't believe that the markets responded to this, that they moved the number significantly off of this well hopefully they took bets on it the worst is when you have to move it 
because of something that was said and you don't take any money on it. So then they bet the other thing and you end up on the wrong side of everything. You know, when the air moves is even worse. And I'm telling you, the last couple of years in the risk room, I couldn't stand this week. I couldn't mm. stand. I, I, the last year we did it, I stood up on a table and said, let everybody else do it. They're like, what do you mean? I said, I don't want to book it. I don't know what to make the prices. I don't know when to move it. I don't know who's betting for real. I don't know who's betting for fake. All of that can be said for a lot of things pregame. But then they play the games, and things are left up to chance. Teams come back like the Heat did yesterday, and you got a shot. The Kraken can beat the Avalanche. Fine. Somebody knows some shit with this draft, and we can't control it. I'd rather let everybody else do it. As a book, I didn't think you're losing much. They're like, you got to put it up. We have to put it up. We put yeah, it up. I would, I would put up like the way that Circa has put it up with That's very select. Stuff. That's it. Very select. Yeah. Options. Prop bets like, like over under on CJ Stroud draft position. Like, sure. okay, you can go ahead and, and handicap that. You can have a conversation about, okay, so if this happens one, two, all right, it's two and a half. Where would he go? Okay, could you could drop to three. Yeah, you could drop to three. I could see it dropping to three. Could someone come up and get him at three? Yeah, someone could come up and get him. Like you can play it out in your head that makes it fun. But this idea as to who's going number one, that market, I would never want any part of. I would never put it up. It's not worth it. Who goes one? Who goes two? Who goes three? What team is drafting whom? No way. I wouldn't do it. This is not, I mean. Oh, and then there's a trade and it blows everything up. You've booked right, it perfectly. That, right. Right. And then bang. Right. And then they make a trade and somebody moves the positions and you're like, what? All everything we just yeah. did for a month, I, a week, whatever, it's all blown up. I totally understand in the content space. This is catnip stuff. This is, oh my gosh, this is so fun to watch the volatility and I can be on the right side. And people on Thursday are going to take victory laps on Twitter about the CLV they got on whoever going first, number one. I told you, I told you, I told you, I, I got this, I have this ticket, blah, blah, blah. It, it's it's like booking WWE to me now, like it's just it's not doing anything. Places now, and they're going to keep yep. doing it. I, I I wouldn't book fake wrestling, and I wouldn't book fake football. And and the draft is fake football. So you know, again, select options, limited menu, have a couple of fun for fun prop bets up. Sure, I'd be, in, but like a full menu, like what's up in some of the European models, they have full, you know, bet yeah. every player where they go, huh? how many, this, how many, that, like, I don't mind how many quarterbacks go in the first round. I don't mind how many running backs go in the first round. I don't right. mind how many wide receivers go in the first round, like those types of things you can handicap, but the exact prices as to like what may happen with one pick versus another pick. Uh-uh. I, 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 because of this reason, because someone goes on Reddit and goes ahead and posts something anonymously. And all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, he's going one or two. You know that, right? No, I don't know that. I don't. Cause one's Carolina and they're taking Bryce young Two is the Texans. And I think they go defense personally. If they right. go quarterback, it, they're taking Will Levis over CJ Stroud. Like, oh my <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like if that's really it's something that happens, the Texans are going to Texan if that's what's going to happen. Like, Listen, that's crazy. If, if books want to book it, book it. That's fine. But don't say a word about it afterward. 
about this is so terrible to book. Oh, this is that. Da, 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 da. Right. I hate the crying. Right. Okay. Either book it, accept it, or leave it off and try to get more money on the games that are actually being played. And for the people that bet it, take your victory lap, get your flowers like the kids say, <laughs> and all this other stuff. And then just uh, let it go. Like, I can't. I just, this week, our friend reached out, Rosenberg reached out and said, Hey, do you want to go on a show? And I was driving and I was like, There, I have nothing to offer about the draft betting. And I don't want to. I appreciate the opportunity to go on different shows. I like to do that stuff. I don't want to talk about the draft. I've been, we've been great about keeping it to a minimum. I like it that way. <laughs> All right, on to baseball. Yes. You're wearing the Bucko stuff. Damn right. Are things changing in Pittsburgh? Whoa. I mean, the big news, you got it on the rundown. I was at I was in the classroom getting ready to talk to the first uh class, and I got the alert. The guy staying. Our the, young guy. The funniest tweet that I saw was that Brian Reynolds is not gonna be a Yankee and someone doing like a party emoji. Such <laughs> bullshit. God. Why is it going to be Yankees? That's what pirate fans always feel like. I know you're the quadruple A of the Yankees, but Brian Reynolds is eight year extension. Are the pirates changing their stripes? We talked about some movies in the past week. I believe it was uh, a Bronx tale when he shut the door and said, now you can't leave. Mm -hmm. Reynolds isn't leaving. He's staying. This is actually like, they're 16 and seven, best record in the National League. They host the Dodgers, three games right. set. Then they get the Nationals in between, and then they get the race. Right. We're going to find out how good the Pirates are, at least initially in April, in the next nine days. We talked about it yesterday five and four, four and five, most likely. Right. They kept the young guy. They couldn't agree during spring training. They have a center field all star who right. they can say is staying. They took like thirteen million and thirteen point five million a year for eight years. That ain't that much. Like, but it's a sign to me that if one guy say says I'm staying, I'll it's stay. a sign to all the other guys of like, yeah, ooh, maybe I want to stay too. Yeah, let's, let's build something here. Let's yeah. do something. That's yeah. the that's the exciting. I'm a pirate. I'm a, I'm a pirate fan. It goes beyond just the eight year extension. Damn right. It's the fact that somebody chose to sign an eight-year contract, meaning I want to be here when we're winning and things get really good. I want to be a part of it. I feel something. This is cool. Like, let's let's go. Let's build this. It's a big, big, it's beyond just one player signing to me. It's a very big culture announcement about what's happening in Pittsburgh. Zach the Hat said, wait till he demands a trade to the Yankees next year. Zach what? the Hat, not today. I don't but, want to hear that today. That I don't think nice. so. Yeah, I, but I don't think so. I, I, maybe in three years, four years, maybe at the end of the deal might, that, that might happen. But if they can play, you know, competitive baseball and they're adding and they're keeping their, their homegrown talent, this is how the Pirates become relevant. So right this now, great. this is it's great. A, it's a good story. It's a yep. great story. It's great news. Bringing Kutch back was 
a different type of thing. Right. And I'll talk about that in the best thing about today. Oh. It happened yesterday. But, okay. like, this is so – this is cool. For Pirate fans that have been jaded and been like, man, our best players always leave. Even right. Kutch left. He's back. The clubhouse feels together. They're a fun team to watch. They're winning baseball games. They're getting great pitching, by the mm. way, too. Yep. This is fun. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. You should yeah. be. It's 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 a lot of fun to watch. So the Rays are 14 and 0 at the Trop. 14 and 0. Yeah. I mean, they play 81 home games. <laughs> 14 and 0. Like this is crazy and no one is showing up. Like must be. Is, I mean, like listen, do we have anybody in Tampa that can just give us an actual on the ground report? You've been there, right? You said you've yes. been there. Like Ballpark is it four. that hard to get to? Yes, it's far from the city. Yes. It's not any it's not close to anything natural. Like you don't go to the ballpark. It's not like Fenway Park. It's not like a Yankee Stadium. It's not like you just have easy transportation to get there. You gotta drive there. It's not a fun park to be at. Damn. Yeah, it's I mean, not it's a it's fun not, team to watch and they win. And I mean, you know, they got a couple of players between Wander Franco's a superstar at a making the best team in baseball by a ways. Like it's, it's not even a question. And still I can play catch in these sections and not hit anybody. <laughs> like there's just huge sections of, fan, of, of, of of that ballpark where there are no fans. There's still nobody going to the games. And this is a team that's winning. Like that's the problem, a, right? This is a thing. Yeah. It's happening in a lot of stadiums in baseball's attendance has declined significantly in the past few years. I don't know if it's a, if it's a real problem it's not a problem, obviously, as we get closer to the end in the playoffs, but like there's a lot of teams that are going to play to a lot of empty seats, not like Oakland, but they haven't lost a game yet. There should be a sellout every night in Tampa. That's what I always hear from Tampa. I always hear that from Tampa fans. Oh, hey, you know, the, the excuse last night was, well, the Lightning were playing. So that's why. I was like, well, you've got to be kidding me. Don't have to worry me. about that much longer after right? that game. I mean, I just don't know personally. I'd be if I was a if I was a player, I'd be walking out there going like, "We've won fourteen straight games, fourteen straight games at home. We have nearly a plus one hundred run differential. Like we just hit, we we hit a whole, like multiple home runs every single night. We give you a show every single night, and no one's coming. No one's showing up. Bad, bad. There's no answer." Move the team. That's your oh, answer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Put them in Montreal. They want them. Give them, give them, make them the Expos. Oh, boy. PB, our one of our senior members of the brigade, yeah, said it is a dump. Yep. Yeah. He said it is a little over an hour drive for him. It's right off the interstate and it is yep. a dump. No yep. good. No good. No boy. Bueno. Oh. I'm with you. No boy. Bueno. I know. So, Rob Manfred all but confirmed the A's move to Vegas. Hasn't been officially announced. We haven't had the ribbon cutting. We haven't had the groundbreaking. But Rob Manfred basically said, well, the A's could be more competitive in Vegas. <laughs> he basically said, I feel bad for the people in Oakland, but the A's can be more more competitive in, in Vegas. And I just went, um, why? Like, why? Why can the A's be more competitive in Las Vegas than they could be in Oakland? <laughs> it, it's just, it's a weird assumption, is it not? It's a sales job, is it not? 
It has to be because I, because I think Manfred is at least hearing from some people on the ground that Vegas people are going, we don't want the A's here. We, we, we don't want the A's. Hey, Rob, like we, we don't want the A's. Go ahead. You're going to build a $1.5 billion stadium, which by the way, the price tag keeps going up every damn time <laughs> they say what it's going to be. It was first, it was going to be 500 million taxpayer yeah, dollars with a, with a $1 million one billion dollar stadium. Right. Now it's a one point five billion dollar stadium. Right. Uh, um. What What are we doing? Yeah. We 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 don't want this. If people who are watching are wondering, do people in Vegas want baseball? Yes. Do we need a one point five billion dollar stadium? No. We don't. Because there's a two billion dollar stadium, literally a half a mile up the road. Keeps getting a lot of events though. It does. We needed the allegiance. We needed Allegiant. We needed that. We don't need a 30,000 seat facility. The sphere is 20,000, which you two tickets go on sale in two days. And I can't freaking wait. Like Why? I am praying. Oh, I have to go to that. It's my favorite album of all time. Really? Octum baby from U2. It's my favorite mm. album of all time. They're playing it start to finish in the most technologically advanced music auditorium ever built. Sphere is going to change. The, I mean, I cannot. I've just seen different specs as to what it's going to be. It was funny. They were doing, YouTube did an announcement video and they said, you know, this is, you go to a concert and you hear out of, out of the speakers. This is different because the entire venue is a speaker. Mm. <laughs> like the entire thing is a light and speaker show in a fully immersive roundabout, completely 360 immersion type of an environment for a concert. Cannot wait. I mean, just absolutely cannot wait. But we have all of these new facilities and we're going to build a baseball stadium that's going to have 81 home games for a team that no one cares about. Somebody came in, Rainmaker Lou just came in a chat and said, he thinks they'll spend money if they move to Vegas. They'll spend money on players. Why? Like, I don't think that's the case. Like, you're going to change everything they've done. But look at the Angels. Just because you spend money doesn't mean you're going to be good. Doesn't even make you good. Yeah. I mean, that's great. Spend money. Awesome. Change your ways. That's all fine and dandy. Okay. Become the West Coast Yankees and the Dodgers. <laughs> be that. I don't care. But we've seen teams on the West Coast do that and try to spend. And it hasn't worked. The Diamondbacks have tried that at times. Yeah. They won a World Series and, you know, that they had one good run. Okay. But you got to be good as an organization. You got to be top to bottom from single A short season all the way up to the majors. And they aren't good. Like they just aren't a well-run organization. And they are always just good enough. They spend enough to be like, well, we don't spend a lot and we get the most bang for our buck, but we they don't win championships or win divisions. Here, you better win, man. You have no choice. You don't win, people are not going to show up. How much are the tickets going to be? Probably if they relatively. come to play in the ballpark where the aviators are at. Oh, like, my are they going to, are they going to make that? Because I mean, you're getting major league baseball in a minor league ballpark at premium pricing. They're going to be insane, right? They're going to be hockey level tickets. If we see a major league baseball game being played in a 10,000 seat facility, it'll start at 150 and go up from there. Face value. 
Hopefully we get a sponsor before then so I can get <laughs> I can get a partial season ticket plan or something for the kids. I yeah. mean, it's 15 minutes away. It would be wonderful to be able to to go. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? I mean, they go they go to 25 games a year now. Yeah. There. Like they just like going to the baseball games. They love the the the, 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 the whining. Atmosphere. The whining from the players in the heat will be epic. They will cry. They will cry and cry. Not to mention the pitchers are gonna like the balls <laughs> fly out of there when he's already right through there. It's literally gonna be like it's the Rockies 2.0. It's course it's gonna, field. And it's gonna mess up. A lot of things like I'm already thinking about having to make the numbers and I'm yeah. reason number. I'm on reason number 3 million. Why I'm <laughs> glad I'm not working in a sports book right now, but trying to make the numbers for games in Vegas, major league games in Vegas with a quote unquote Aaron, minor yeah. league level team with the A's. Aaron judge 15 and a half. Aaron judge. <laughs> Coming here. A home run. Yes. No to hit two. Right. Yeah. Can he hit two a game? It's true. I mean, it's like pop flies for him will be long home runs. <laughs> like the ball just travels. If you guys don't realize this, Vegas is very high and the air is very thin. So we're we're basically at like two thousand feet above sea level, and it's hot. <laughs> and the balls just travel. That's AAA games. If you go to an Aviator game, which is the AAA ballpark, AAA team of the A's, like twelve eleven finals. Not that crazy. The, I went no to a, warm when the wind's blowing out. Yeah. I, I went to a game last year where it was 11 5 in the seventh inning and they won 13 12. Correct. <laughs> like it was stupid the way that they just kept on scoring and scoring. Look at like a little league game, literally. It was just right. nobody could get out. It was just like a parade of guys going around and it was like, wait, they're going to win this game. And they came back and they won 13 12. So get ready for scores like that if Major League Baseball gets played here in Vegas at the AAA ballpark. Gorgeous park, though. Great park. Great. It would be a lot of fun. would be a lot of fun if they end up getting. Sight lines are unbelievable. Refreshments. It's awesome. Yeah, but it's cool. Nuts. So Rays and the Astros, game of the night tonight. Can the Rays win 15 in a Pirates row? Pirates-Dodgers is the game of the night. No, it is not. The second. It is? On the, you're lucky you made the rundown. What? You're lucky you made the rundown. This is the game of the night. Rays and Astros are the game. This is a much better game. The Rays have won 14 straight home games. Astros are the defending champs. Like, what do you want? I want Pirates in a pickup game with Noah Syndergaard against Oviedo. Okay, wait. And we'll get to that. Sec- we'll get to that in a second. Hold on. That's, that's the, the, that, 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 that's the This game. is not bad. Go for 15 straight. Yes. What's the discussion? Rasmussen against Garcia. Minus 160. Lay it. What do you got? Really? You don't like the dog in this? It's down no. to 160? It was 190 this morning. Hold on. Let's click refresh. 160. One, 170. Oh, Tampa minus one forty was the overnight. Where did you see one ninety, sir? It never been one ninety. No, I thought I saw one ninety. One seventy three, one seventy, one sixty five, one eighty. I mean, it's going up. It opened low. It opened wrong. No, one minus. Hold on, Draft Fanduel is minus one ninety. They're at one eighty four right now. Wow, they opened at the top and left it there. Yeah. Really? Yes. They're at 184 right now. Wow. That's crazy. So they like the raise a lot tonight at FanDuel <laughs> more than the other, other books. Holy cow. Yeah. That might be just the East Coast people hammering the raise every night, just betting home games, money line, trying to keep them off of it. 
Can you see uh, the line history on Fandle? No. Or just you. Oh, because you looked at it last night. Okay. No, look at it right now. Can't see line history. They don't give you options to see line history. Okay. For right now. But it was 190. Now it's 184. So they're okay. different. They're much different than the other the market. So, all right, your Pirates against the Dodgers. Minus 126 on the Dodgers. Pittsburgh 7-3 and three at home, though. Syndergaard's not good. I like the Pirates to win this game tonight. Me too. Dodgers are road favorites. Pirates are 9-13-1 to the over. So that's 13-9-1 to the under. Uh, by the way, De'Aaron Fox is a go tonight for the Kings. Damn right he is. What do you think? He's not going to play. He's playing tonight. He's playing. Um, I don't know. I like the Pirates, but I find myself liking the Pirates almost every night now. Um, against Syndergaard, yes. If the situation were reversed and the guys were wearing the other uniforms, there's no doubt the Pirates would be favored. I can't believe I saw it last night. And again, I didn't hit one single bet that I made yesterday. Oh, sorry. It's tomorrow night. It says De'Aaron Fox is good to go for tonight. The Kings play tomorrow night. Oh. Kings play the Warriors. Yeah, I was going to say tonight's closeout night. Right, yeah. Yeah, Tomorrow night. They play tomorrow. Um, I read the tweet. The tweet said tonight. So that's why it was. Yeah. Careful with the tweets. Um, Pirate last night opener, minus 140 on the Dodgers. And I thought, yep, I'm betting the Pirates overnight. And then. Didn't win a bet and said, you know what? I'm not betting anything. I'll wait till the morning. And then I got up this morning and it was minus 120. And now the Dodgers are minus, or still 120 at FanDuel, but minus right. 107. Wow. Minus 110 and minus 115 in places. All right. Buckos. Miami's 12 and 11. I have a, a bet on their win total over. They're three games back with the Braves, but Atlanta's got Morton going tonight, minus 235. Any shot for the Marlins tonight? You want the Marlins? I don't want the Marlins. Not against the Braves, I don't. No. I mean, Charlie's the, the, the game. Charlie On the Charlie road. Pitches. Yeah, they, it's tough. They, they bet against Charlie a lot of times. They don't bet against Free. They don't bet against Strider, but they bet against Morton because the mm-hmm. Braves can't win every game. So I could see a case for the dog, but eh, I don't want that. Yeah, I'm with you. Orioles have won seven in a row. They're minus 158 against the Red Sox tonight. We nailed the over last night. Over eight was a gift with Chris Sale. Came off Red the Sox mound. Red Sox four nothing in that game, by the way. Yep, and Chris Sale went and Chris sailed. <laughs> so, come sail away. Bye-bye. Come sail away. 5-4 loss. Love that song. He's bad, bad. I mean, Sale is, and then going punching Gatorade cans in front of people and not good. Things you know, bust your hand and then be out for a long how do you time. Get that mad at this point. How do you get that mad? You got all that money. You got all that. I mean, I know you get frustrated, but don't. You He's don't. embarrassed. That's fine. Don't show it. Go in a clubhouse where no one's looking. I don't buy Boston, that. Like, that's, what, that's what people in Boston are saying. Like, given your injury history, punching things and hitting things, like don't do it in the clubhouse and don't do it in front of everybody. Like, don't do don't, it in public. Don't do it in a dugout. Don't do well, it don't, in a yeah. public view. Go in a clubhouse yeah. and be private about it. Get pissed off and go and grow up. Like right. we would never let a kid come in that dugout and do that. No. And if they did, they would go sit out with their parents or go out to their car. Right. Get we out. We didn't right. need that. You don't like. I know you messed up, and I know you're mad you messed up. 
how you handle it is how you handle life, right? Like he's yeah, I, I think it's a I, to me it was a show just to because he knows Red Sox fans think think that he's a complete waste of money, so he just wants to show that he cares. So like you know he's mad about the way things are going because Red Sox fans are are not happy. Uh, before we let go of the grid, just one one quick story because yep. I, I couldn't believe that I saw this this morning. We talk about laws all the time. And I missed this one because I used to live in this state and I don't know how I missed it. But Nebraska is getting ready to open up their first ever retail sports book. Hold on. It's going to happen in Lincoln, Nebraska. They're going to open up their first ever retail sports book. Did you know that you cannot bet on Nebraska football games in the state of Nebraska? We've seen this dumb law before, right? Like you can't bet on the teams that play in the state. New Jersey has, has this dumb law. Can't bet on Seton Hall. You can't bet on Princeton, but you can bet everybody, everybody else. Correct. But why Nebraska is unique because they carved out a little loophole. You can't bet on Nebraska football when Nebraska plays in the state of Nebraska. But when Nebraska plays anywhere else in the world, correct, you can bet Nebraska football. You can bet on Creighton basketball in every other game except when Creighton plays at home in Omaha. What genius came up with this idea that, hey, by the way, when the team that plays here plays at home, Fucking conspiracies everywhere. They're like, look out. All sorts of guys getting paid. There's guys running with bags. You got guys running into the locker room, $500 handshakes. But when they go on the road, it's Mother Teresa. It's completely, everyone is pristine, crystal clear, no smoky rooms. Everything is totally fine when Nebraska leaves the state. So fucking bet away. <laughs> what is this? This is the dumbest law on the books right now that you can't bet on Nebraska and Creighton when they play in the state of Nebraska. But if they play in Council Bluffs across the river in Iowa, bet away. (laughs) Go ahead. Bet bet to your heart's content. You can fire away. Um, I have so many things and opinions about things and usually have something to say at this point when you do one of your rants and I put the listening glasses on, I got nothing for you other than somebody said, listen, tell them we won't let them bet on a home games and we'll make that. Okay. 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 <laughs> but you know, it's, you're going to let them bet on any away games. Yeah. Nobody will know the difference. Just don't let it, just let it go. Like, do, 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 no, I, I actually know the answer. I, I know the answer. Oh, so there are bags being delivered at home, but not on the road? Like they Amazon no. or whatever? No. What? 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 The bookies in Lincoln make a ton of money on game day when Lincoln yeah. becomes the third biggest city in the state of Nebraska. Game day. They all come in and they all have their bookies at the bars where they go in pregame. <laughs> so the bookies got to the politicians and said, hey, Make it illegal on home games. They can bet on the road all they want because no one comes to the bars in Lincoln on the road. But when the city swells for all the pregame and all the tailgating, we got to have our business. You can't cut my legs out. You got to let me be able to eat. This is tremendous. That is what happened. It's unbelievable that nobody stopped to ask that question in the state. No one went, wait a minute. Who would want home games 
to be not eligible to be wagered upon. Because the books sure as hell didn't want this. Because the books would want that action. Oh, so when there's 17,000 people playing or, you know, watching Creighton play at home, who would want that to be on off the books? Not to mention the whole state watching <laughs> the home. That's right. right. Especially when they're good, like they were last season. <laughs> but that you can bet on them when they're in the NCAA tournament, bet away. Creighton in the tournament, go crazy. Bet them all you want. On the road in the Big East, we can on the road we, in the Big East. Bet them all you Villanova, want. Nova, bet it. At bet Connecticut, it. All, bet it. Same game in yep. Creighton. Yep. Windows closed. <laughs> what are We're we playing doing? Nova? Nope. Closed. I can't, can't do it. Sorry. What? Why? What? Uh, because there might be a, a betting controversy. What? Well, wait. Couldn't there be a betting controversy on the road too? Yeah, but we don't care about that though. We only care about the home games because <laughs> it could happen here. You know, it's, it's, it's only the only time that bad things ever happen is in the state of Nebraska. You know this. It's it's well known. If, if a player is going to get bought off, they're going to get bought off before their home game. Never before. Never on the road. That'll, that'll oh, never no. happen in a team hotel. That would never happen. It's unbelievable. It is it's one of the best. Ridiculous. It, it's one of the best. It's one of the best bag drop offs I've seen from the local bookies who were able to save their business. By getting the local politicians to say, oh, okay, can't have it during, nope, can't have it during home games. Nebraska baseball games at home, nope, can't bet those. Nebraska volleyball games at home, nope, can't bet those. They leave the state, fire away. Open season. College World Series? Nope, can't do it. If it involves Creighton or Nebraska. Oh, but if it doesn't involve Creighton or Nebraska when bet all away. those teams are there. and <laughs> Fire away. Bet away. All, it's all good. Fire away. You can bet all you want to your heart's content. Thanks, Only bro. the local teams, University of Nebraska, Omaha, Creighton, and University of Nebraska, Lincoln. Those are the three D1 programs in the state of Nebraska. You cannot bet on the home games for those teams. Other than that, when they're playing out of state, all you. Windows open. Come bet. I just, I mean, sign us off of sports grid. I have nothing else to add to that. And we'll go to BVB bonus time because that's ridiculous. Talk to you tomorrow. Sports grid for a Wednesday's BVB for you guys live on Twitter and YouTube. It's time for BVB bonus time. I mean, this, this, I mean, this is the state that, you know, decided to put Pete Ricketts as the, as the governor. So I shouldn't be too surprised at Nebraska. But wow, that was I saw that this morning. I didn't I actually didn't know about that till this morning. I saw that story about the retail sports book opening up and I had to go read the research because it said it will be closed for all. Remember, the book will be closed to Nebraska football fans on game day. And I went, wait, what? And I went. <laughs> looked at the research and I was like, Oh my gosh. Thing. I just like, I went to be the director in West Virginia. And one of the first things that they did when I got there was say, go around to all the local colleges within an hour and see if you can talk to them about getting their games on the board. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What would West Virginia Wesleyan basketball care whether I put numbers on their games or not? No one's going to bet it. And they're like, oh, no, no, we want a local flavor. We want to make it more important. I'm like, they probably get 400 people at the games. And, you know, half of them are friends and family. Like, what are I'm going to put up numbers so I can invite problems? No, I don't want to do that. 
But we went to Arizona for the Super Bowl. And I asked those people that were working in the book, what's it like in here on game day? And they said, we can't. No one under 21 is allowed in here because right. it's a restaurant. So you oh. can't come in. And it's very, very busy for that game. Right. People on the way in, on the way out, or they come just to be a part of the tailgate, and they come to the book and watch the game. They want to do the home team. Like, I read the story. I, I finished the, 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 the talk. I came home, and I started reading the rundown, and I'm like, wait a second. It's only for the home games? <laughs> he rolls fucking right again. This is the dumbest thing that I've heard yet in this 2018 travel five years ahead going, <laughs> wait, Nebraska's going to pass it, but they're not going to take the home team games. When everyone's there, when everyone comes on, on when everyone comes game. to it's in Lincoln, Nebraska. There's one casino. There's one book. And that one book is not going to be open when Nebraska plays football for them, for their for business, for them. Yep. Like you can bet on the Iowa game. Yep. All you want. Be open you for the other touch, stuff. Right. You cannot but the people touch. that come to watch the games and bet on the game and get out without going to the stadium can't can't bet the game. I wonder if they'll even be allowed to put it on the TVs in the book. Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question. Why would you the, put it on to incite a riot? You, you can't bet watch on it. it. Right. You can't bet ten dollars on it. Though. Can't bet it. Mm-hmm. By the way, in Nebraska, they are you are now able to bet on simulated games, but you can't bet on home games for Nebraska football. You can bet on fake games, but you can't bet on the real games. This is the simulated thing has me beside myself. They tried right. to get me to do that in West Virginia. I said, I'll quit. Right. They're like, what do you mean? That's part of the product. I'm like, I'm not putting that shit up. You guys oh, are determining my life and bonus based on this stuff. Right. I can't make a number <laughs> for that. I don't know what that is. I agree. I told him, fuck off. I'm not doing it. Fair. Better to book it time. Let's go. Two bets in hockey. First one is a bet that is four and zero oh so Are far. People late over coming to the house, by the way. Oh, they're they're upstairs. Oh, they're, good. Okay, all right. They, all right. They, they've been here for half an hour. Oh, good. Excellent. Uh, yeah, Big under bottom. one and a half goals. First period. Carolina Islanders minus one thirty. Hit in every game so far. Under one and a half. Yep. Yeah. Bet it. One bet two zero zero. This has hit three of four. The only time it didn't hit was in game two, where it was a seven to three final between the stars and the, and the wild same bet under one and a half goals. First period, Dallas, Minnesota minus minus one twenty. I'm actually a little more nervous about this one. I, you should be. It's why, this one. Yeah. It's why the number is, but it's three of four. I, as I said, I think it's not, I think this game gets very tight. I, th- I think this is zero zero after one. I think this is going to be a really tight. Game. Okay. So that's why I'm betting that. And then this number I don't like, but I bet it just because I think they're going to score a ton. But 61 is my number for the Celtics the first half. This number six and a half. Little concerned, but but Boston has scored oh, a bunch. Just went green Whoa. screen. That's the first time that's happened. Holy cow. What the hell just happened to you? <laughs> wow. Oh Should I go out and come back in? I would say yes. I don't want to talk to you or look at you like this for – the rest of uh, rest of the show, which will be brief. You guys like the pirate stuff? I wore the pirate stuff to talk to the kids today. It was pretty good. Did a pirate video today. 
That was crazy. That, that, that was that, that, oh, you're back. I'm back. Oh, that was weird. I turned into the goblin. That turned was, into the green screen. That was crazy. Celtics team total over oh. over sixty two and a half. First half. This is this is hit in every game except game two. They've played five times. No, they've played played three times in the regular season. Went over every time, and first game or two times. Sorry, at home. It's only at home this matters. Um, two and zero in the regular season was one and one in this playoffs. Bet it. Game one, it went over. I think Boston scores 70 points in the first half. I'll buy it. They go for a run to get a big lead, and then they coast <coughs> in the second half. Yeah, I like it. Favorite thing about today is what? So, one, we talked about at the beginning of the show. I went to school today, um, local high school. The guy worked with Keith Frederick. Worked for years in a book, uh, various books, Nugget Downtown, M at the corporate office, all this stuff. He's now a teacher, tennis pro, um, had me come and talk to his kids. That was fun. Mm. But I went and met, um, Ben Heisler yesterday, who was in town with his dad for a golf trip. And they took a weekend to come to Vegas and play golf Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and left Monday. Invited me to lunch. Went down, talked about some things about the show. He's got to do it a show in Kansas City, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Um, but I got to share some time with him and his dad. And mm-hmm. it reminded me, one, how much I miss my dad, mm-hmm. but how happy I am that I got to see my dad <laughs> in my dream while I was being operated on. And my dad passed away 10 years to the day Sunday. Whoa. And it used to be a, such a melancholy day and sadness and worrying. And now it's actually a joyful day because I mm. think of them and I think of them often. And then I got to have lunch with Ben and his dad, mm-hmm. which was cool because they talked about sharing time together. Ben has two little boys. Mm. We shared some other things. But the whole time sitting next to me was a guy in a Penn State golf shirt. I say goodbye to Ben and his dad. They leave for the airport. I'm getting ready to leave. And I say you know, did you go to Penn State? He said, no, but my boys did. Oh. We start talking. This guy has been to one pirate game. He lives in Plumborough, which is where Pat McAfee's from, oh, nice. and all those guys. We start talking about different high schools and all this stuff. His son's graduated from Penn State. His oldest communications major. Nice. Degree. Nice out of school two years, can't find a job within oh. the industry, lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. We exchanged numbers, Good. gave him the show and told him I would mention him on the show and hopefully find a way at some point to either help him or just give him that like pep talk that you probably have to give your kids that you teach. Like, listen, this business is hard. Mm. You're going to have to find your way best you can, but just find something you're passionate about it and talk about it, write about it, do videos, whatever it is. If you want to do it, you'll find a way. If not, go get a job. <laughs> and that's basically what I told this guy to tell his dad and to tell him to text me with his number mm-hmm. and we'll go that route. So it was just a really cool, you know, I took two hours out of my day and went and had lunch and met this guy and, and made a friend and got another watcher, listener, the brigade, hopefully. Appreciate y'all being here. Um, mine will be kind of quick, but it's funny when you, I don't know how you were as a kid growing up, but I was always very 
introspective and retrospective. Like at the end of every year, I would write down things I was proud of that I accomplished and things that I was looking to accomplish. So I was always looking back. I literally what age had, did you start doing that? Probably nine or 10. Did Jeez. it my whole high school years, set goals for myself every year, talked oh. about my top 10 favorite albums, top 10 favorite moments. Like I just, I, I would have these conversations with myself constantly. And then I'd look back on them and I'd go like, really, I have never told my daughter this, that I do this. I've never told her this at all. So I won't read the whole thing, but right. I was cleaning up. She has this desk area that's whole, her whole area. And I went right. ahead and I found a, a letter she wrote and she wrote, dear future self. She spelled, she, she spelled future with a C-H, F-U-C-H-E-R. Instead of future. <laughs> future. Call it as it sounds. Who cares? Dear Go. future self. Yes. Today is March 25th, 2023. I do not know when you will read this, and I don't know what time of year it will be, whether it's one year or 20 years, but today is the first day after your very first concert. And it goes on and talks about just what she experienced at the concert. And like, she's making a time capsule for herself at eight years old, <laughs> writing a letter to herself in the future. And I was like, that's the stuff I did. And I've never told my daughter that I did that. And it's just weird how DNA and how like your, how your children are you without it having to be you. Right. It's like, we're not really, we don't need to tell them anything. Like they're just little us, <laughs> just little versions of us that are running around. Oh. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I found it. I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> I was like, that's wild that you're writing a letter to yourself to talk about so you can remember what it was like to be eight years old going to your first concert when you're 25 or whatever the hell it is. The best. That's the absolute best that, <laughs> you know, and Kendall's doing the same thing. Like she's just, I don't know if it's, it's being an only child or being alone a lot and you have to find ways to do it. Yeah. Like whatever it is, there's no reason why they just do. Mm -hmm. And she does a lot of the same things. And that reminded me of me doing it at nine and 10 myself just writing stories about games that I played or games that I watched or different things. And then finding them years later in a drawer. I, I designed golf courses. For real? <laughs> like I literally designed golf courses. I used to, I, I had full layouts. Like I literally designed 18 whole courses where I'd put trees, where I put bunkers, where I would, I really <laughs> legitimately like for years, we, I, I did that designing different golf courses, how I wanted to, how, how to set the course up, you know, two tier greens and, put, you know, different creeks where I put the water island greens. Yeah. From when I was basically 11 years old, all the way until I was probably 17, 18 years old, we would do that. We design golf courses. This show is amazing <laughs> because we learn about each other while the <laughs> audience gets to learn about us. I right. never would have made you for a golf course design. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, one of my good friends, Mike Trombley went into it. He, uh, that's what he went to school for. It was the person him and I used to do it and he took it and ran with it and became a greenskeeper, became a superintendent of golf courses. He Penn State's one of the best schools in the country for golf course superintendents. Such it's an interesting one of life. The best. It's, it's, a, I mean, Brother Smoke, my brother-in-law, his brother Zeke is one, has wow. been for years. I mean, he, that's why he moved to Arizona. We moved to Arizona first after Curacao. Right. Zeke moved to Arizona and got a job at a very exclusive golf course that we used to play on Sundays. Like, 
he would just get us out there. But that's awesome. Learned about taking care of greens and all that stuff. I used to make mixtapes. That's it. All I did that. I, Hell yeah. I, I, I still I, have some. All I there. did was, was yeah, I just made mixtapes. I used to just think about being a DJ and mm. what song would come after this song. And oh, see, I know, did it for girls. I didn't do it for myself. I I never envisioned oh. myself being a DJ for a long time. I just made it for oh. girls. The girls I was dating, the slow jam. <laughs> oh. I was a, I was a, I was the maestro of, of of making different mixes. Damn have, right, having having different tapes that the girls, oh. the girls I was dating. I have. Oh. I kept some of them too, so it's pretty fun to go back and at some point I'll play them for Madeline. What are you do with the tapes? I'll try to find a way to play it because Maddie, I think, will die laughing when, when I can show her these different things that I did. She's like, yeah, this is what I, I made this. I made that. The best is if I can find a mini disc player, I have all my play-by-play on mini discs. And to hear me call a game at 21 is, oh, boy. I have my mini cassettes. They're oh, God. Those are even worse. Right. Mini cassettes? That's even harder to find a thing to play, <laughs> to play it. I have, that's what my tapes were. I mean, right. we were sending out those, trying to get jobs doing play-by-play. So crazy. Yeah. So wild. Slow jams, baby. Brigade, thank you so much. We will talk to you coming up tomorrow. We're back yep. at our normal time tomorrow. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the later version of us. Farah, Dave, and Baralt. Talk to you tomorrow for BVB.